Fox. He's a music producer out of Greenville. What's going on, Fox? What's going on? How you doing, man? Doing good. How's the weather in Greenville? It's it's pretty good. The weather's not too bad out here. It's, it's it's been a nice day so far. Yeah, it's real nice here in Williamston. Um, you know, good weather, not really cold, not really hot, but real good. So, hmm. have you laid in, laid down any tracks tonight? Um, actually, let me see. Just probably like a couple hours ago, um, I had knocked out a couple of um, couple of beats for a couple of projects that I'm producing for. Um, for the most part, I will say I have like two, I can only say probably two that are in the making at the moment, but, um, I haven't really worked on too much. Okay, cool. Well, welcome to the BX25 Vixen Show, and, um, you can check out Fonts. He's in BX25 Vixen's The Cosplay Edition, which is our issue eight. And um, he holds it down with the interview. Basically, I'm asked some of the questions that was in the magazine. All right. First question I'm going to ask you is, where are you from? We know that you stay in Greenville, but where are you originally from? Well, I'm from I'm originally from uh, Brooklyn, New York. It's it's a real long story. Um, prior to me moving here to North Carolina, but I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um, Neighborhood Ebbsfield, that's in Crown Heights, um, 47th and McKeever Place. Um, I pretty much, I, I'm not going to say I lived there my like most of my life or anything, but you know, it, as I got older, it's been like a, it's a back and forth thing. But um, yeah, I've been living here in North Carolina for pretty much a great majority of my life. So you know, um, North Carolina will always be considered a home to me, but, you know, I represent Brooklyn to the fullest, so <laughs> that's where home is at. So do you use any of, when you produce beats, do you use any of the Brooklyn style, the New York style in your beats? Oh, definitely. I got to keep the, I got to keep the boom bap sound alive. I got to, um, I have a lot of influences, not just, off of music, but a lot of different art forms outside of music, um, whether it be, you know, calligraphy. Um, it is, it's a large variety. I, it's, it's just so much that, you know, I put into with making my beats, like the whole process of making it. So, I mean, everything is, you know, based on my thoughts, um, my memories from being in Brooklyn, um, especially like growing up, my oldest brother is currently incarcerated, but he, um, we would sit down in the living room a couple of times and he would put me on the soul train. At the time, I didn't know what it was, but as I got older and I would just sit in the living room on the couch and he would just watch it almost every day, watching me and the rest of my siblings. So, um, it was, it was quite a thing to see coming up, you know, three, four years old, but um, it definitely influenced me. I think the very first artist, people don't really know it, the very first artist by most of my beat making was um, 
Michael Jackson. And then, ironically, today, his brother-in-law is my favorite artist of all time, um, Elder Barge. So that's the crazy thing about that. Okay. I want to let everybody know that's listening to the show that you can actually call in and chat with Fox. The number is 718-506-1611. We also have a chat room that's open right now that you can actually type in your message to France and I can read it to France. So two ways to contact France. Um, they can contact me on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash the prime synthesizer. That's the prime S I T H E S I Z A H. Or you can follow me on Twitter at fantastic prime. That's with a P H in front of fantastic. Okay. What made you get into music? Um, just the 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 art. Just the it's a lot. I would say it's just the sounds, but it, it's just the rhythm, the the melodies. More so, I think I was hooked on ballads before I was hooked on any hip hop. As a matter of fact, I take that back. I think I was hooked more on gospel and the ballads within that before any kind of R&B ballads. And then I think hip-hop was like my very last thing to get hooked on. Um, but I think that's what introduced me to music in that sense. Now, as far as... Because before beatmaking, I was a, I was an MC. I, had it, I was under the alias... Um, I&M, that stood for Illus Nightmare Marauder, but it stood for Ill Nasty Mike at one point. But um, I would write and write and write. And a funny story behind that, my mother, she had, I had a whole thing of notebooks. And my mother had took my whole box full of notebooks and just threw it all away. Her and my sister, I don't even think they were paying attention to what it was. But, um, that I just stopped writing and I just went straight to beat making. But beat making, I already had the vision. I just didn't have the software. So my mother went and tried to get me cakewalk. That didn't work. So it took me a while to get, you know, Pretty Loop, which is now FL Studio. And now I have FL Studio and now that's what I work with. That's what I pretty much, you know, make all of my beats off of. So. That's so how, you sort of like that, Nice Wonder. I'm sorry? I was saying, you sort of like Nice Wonder when he started out. He was using FL Studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, Knife, the thing with Knife Wonder, because I respect the man a lot, Knife Wonder, he took sampling to a different level, especially with software, being that a lot of, you know, artists that were using hardware and MPCs and stuff like that, they would pretty much make a mockery off of Fruity Loop or FL Studio, as it's called now. And he just made it a beautiful thing. But I, from the, the way my beats sound, like my vision, the way I craft my beats together, it's just I had my vision since I was probably like seven or eight years old. I just didn't have you know, the resources that I needed that I have right now. So now every time I make a beat, 
I know to take it a whole different level with sampling. And um, the only thing I do from there is just try to make my sound more and more advanced every time with every release. Yeah, and I have seen people do amazing stuff with FL Studio. It's definitely not a toy, as most people would call it. I think it's more for electronic music, but you do a good job with it, even though you're not doing electronic. Thanks, man. Yeah, because it sounds like classic R&B. sounds like you're pumping out the MPC and you're digging into the crates and you got a keyboard and... You know, it don't sound like FL Studio. Yeah, well, to tell you the truth, some of the sounds that, um, well, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the very first Mouse album, but the, the I think it's, yeah, it's the writer meets the director, but um, some of the sounds that were on that, they were either, they were either verbal or they were, um, I had a, I did have a piano at one point, but I took it and like used the sounds inside of a microphone. But other than that, everything else—the loops and the drums, the way I mixed it—when that album came out, I had a whole lot of people putting that album in like one of the top ten, top twenty albums of 2008. So that was a that was a great honor. I I don't I'll never forget that, but. Um, the just just my whole technique is just different. I wish I could just go ahead and put out a video. I'm in the process of doing that now of how I make my beats, but I don't want to give out too much. So, you know, that's going to definitely be coming soon. I don't know what the YouTube channel is going to be called, but it'll definitely be coming out soon. Okay, sound good. So who is your favorite producer? Of all time, or are we talking about, like, right now? Like, of all time, and why are they your favorite producer? Uh, If I had to pick one, as far as hip-hop, I would say Eric Sermon. The reason why I say Eric Sermon, and I say this to many people, and they look at me like I'm crazy, Eric Sermon was, to me, he was Dr. Dre before Dr. Dre's style even became, like, his very, the very first album, his very first solo album, and then all of the EPMD albums, he just took sampling to a whole different level, like, just with that alone, then he took all of these different styles and genres, and he just combined them and made one sound. That that's the beauty of that. Like that's why like when you hear my beats, like I don't try to come off anything like anybody else, but whole idea of mixing so many styles and to this day I don't think Eric Sermon probably will ever get his credit for doing that, but he that's that's the impact he has on the industry. But to me that's why I put him as the greatest I mean, I would say um, the RZA from the Wu-Tang because he just changed the entire world with his style, but I'm going to give it to Eric Sermon, hands down. Okay. Who influenced your style? 
that's a tough one. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say it's a cross between Elder Barge and John B. The reason why I say that, John B. Um, for the last couple of days, probably the last week, he um, John B. It, it's not even just a music. It's not even anything to do with instruments. John B. just knows how to layer his records, layer his vocals, and he knows what sound. Like he's a perfectionist at everything he does. Same thing with Elder Barge, but John B. just he's out of this world with how he crafts and puts together his albums. Elder Barge is always going to be the greatest artist of all time to me. That's just hands down. But I really think. Right now, um, I've been listening to more John B. records than pretty much anybody. As a matter of fact, I downloaded, um, he did a song with somebody um, not too long ago that I had just noticed on um, YouTube. So, yeah, I'm right now I'm going to have to say John B. has it has the edge just a little bit. Not really, because I have the whole DeBarge catalog, <laughs> the whole DeBarge catalog in my car, so... That's a tough one right there. Okay. And I know that you say you use FL Studio, which people may not know. FL Studio is a software program, and you can, like, hook instruments to it and can make beats with this program. Right. So that's technology. So how how has technology improved your beat making? Well, hmm. with a lot of software that's out at this present time compared to what was out like around 2007, 2006, you have more sounds to work with, sound effects, samples, um, different plugins. It's a large variety. And um, the way it really helped my beats my first compared to the very first albums that I ever produced up until now, it really showed me how to make just the samples ride out fluently. Because um, because each time there was a each time there was an FL Studio upgrade, there was slight improvements, and then I don't know what happened recently, but they kind of fell off in my opinion, just a little bit, but. The software right now, um, I think, I wouldn't even say I started off with Fruity Loop Matter. I wouldn't say I started with FL Studio. I started out with, um, it's a program called Traction. And yeah. this, is, this is before I started, you know, getting accustomed to how to really loop a beat. I just, you know, played with loops, put them together, and that was it. But, the, like, to really set up the timing and make it perfect, Play, but I started out with a program called Traction, and um, I think I made probably anywhere between 20 to 50 beats with that, but it wasn't anything fancy compared to how everything sounded with FL Studio. So the software that's out right now, I really don't really see too much hardware that can really touch it. It's, I mean, if you if you're still using software and you're not really perfecting your sound, then you're doing 
something wrong on your end because it's not the software. You have everything you need out here now. So that's my take. Okay, for the up and com- for the up and coming producers, do you download a bunch of sound packs or do you use the default sound packs that come with FL Studio? I actually do both. With the packs that with the packs that are already in FL Studio, um those packs I had I had just released the album not even the album, it was a beat tape called Welcome to FL Studio. Strictly every sound and every drum loop that's in FL Studio, um, you can find that on Bandcamp if you just put in the prime synthesizer bandcamp and it'll come up. Um it was basically a straight instrumental tape. And the funny thing about that, um, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it went because um, it went as far as a lot of people going to, like, the actual source of um, the FL Studio creators and them kind of giving it a little push, just a little bit, but it didn't go too far. But um, I also dig to my my kits as well. It's it's kind of tough because there's a lot of drums that I still want, but I can't find. And um, I don't have, like, every kit on my laptop, but I still work with what I have. I'm not really as intricate with my sounds, but, um, yeah, I still use, I would say I use both, but I use more of the outside kits. I think most people feel that way. They, a lot of people complain about the default SL Studio packs. Yeah, well, for one, because the drums don't hit as hard. So, like, when you record uh-huh. the drums inside of a, um, inside of Edison or anything like that, the drums are just going to be the same way you see it in any kind of tutorial. Um, you're not going to get your 808s the same. Everything just sounds, you know, um, Everything just sounds pretty much saturated within the program. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't give that raw, real effect. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't make you feel. You know what I'm saying? It just sounds like it's something that's polished and just going out there just to say use it. But I wouldn't really, unless you're trying to dedicate something for FL Studio or unless you were great at manipulating the sounds. I wouldn't try to use it for anything like a hardcore beat or anything underground unless you're really good with it. Okay, and what other technology do you use on your daily workflow? Hmm. At one point, I'm not even going to lie, I used to use a, um, I had like a spare phone. I had a spare phone. I, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. I had a spare phone where I would just go places and they had this little app to it where I would make um, melodies on it. And to this day, I cannot find it. I had over, I had hundreds of melodies that I could have put into beats, but I'll never find it again. It was like a, um, it was a Samsung phone, a Samsung phone. And um, I wish I still had it because a lot of those melodies were like personal but I'm pretty sure that phone is broke, thrown away or something. But, yeah, I think I've used, a, like, a little play-around phone, and then I had, um, what else did I have? I had, 
I had another software. I can't think of it off the bat, but um, and I also dig for my plugins. Like that's a number. That's another one. That's like a number one thing with all producers. If you don't have any plugins, then all your sounds are gonna sound generic. Uh huh. So what VSTs do you like to use? Things I look for um, piano roads, any kind of jazz organs, um, chords, anything that anything that was pretty, anything that you heard in the '90s records. Those are like the main things, but I don't really dig too deep fills because sometimes it's not really in the um, plugins. It's not really in the VST plugins all the time. Sometimes I'll just like find a certain sound loop or something like that and um, I'll work with it from there. But, you know, to this day, like most of my keys and piano stabs and everything, um, I go to one particular site. I'm not going to throw it out there because, you know, a lot of people are probably trying to still figure out where do I get those from just from um the first tape and it was a, I know it was another tape where I used it excessively but uh what's another thing? I would say the the brass sound, that's a hard thing to find, especially for it to sound clear and the strings. The strings are probably the hardest thing to find out there. Drums. I tried to work with a drum, like a drum machine, but that didn't go too well. <laughs> so I just, you know, stick to a regular drum kit that I'll find somewhere online and just work with that. All right. We're about to take a music break and we'll be back. Direct. All right. So we were talking about, so we were talking about the um, stuff that he used to make his amazing beats and just get to know fronts a little bit better. So, question, where can we purchase your music? Um, there's actually two ways you can purchase my music. Um, you can find it on Bandcamp um, at, what is it, the Prime Synthesizer. That's all one dot um, bandcamp.com. And then you can also find um, the all of the all of the mouse albums are free. Those are on that piff. But every other album every other project is on um Bandcamp if you're trying to look for it. And also for you artists out there, if you're trying to look for any beats, um I have beats on SoundClick as well. You can go to soundclick dot com slash the prime synthesizer. I have over two hundred plus beats up there. So be sure to look out for those. And I have a whole lot more coming. Okay, and where can we find you online? Um, you can find me online on Twitter. That's at Fantastic Prime. Um, Fantastic is with a PH. And you can find me on Facebook. Um, Facebook.com slash the Prime Synthesizer. I'm all, I'm pretty much on both of those 24/7, always networking, always willing to work with any artist that needs any kind of production, whether it be custom or something that's on SoundClick. And 
if you want to hit me up on my personal page, um, all you have to do is type in um, Franz Corellis, and Corellis is spelled um, C-A-R-R-E-L-U-S. I'm pretty much, I'm I'm online 24-7, just to say the most. Okay, so that's cool. Um, everybody contact him. He's a talented producer. He's got hot beats. So definitely, you know, get in contact with him. Do you have a Google Voice? So, like, if they want to really get in contact with you, do you have Google Voice where they can call you? No, actually, um, I don't even mind throwing my number out there. If anybody wants to get in touch with me directly, you can just call me at 252-525-9413. You can text me, call okay. me, um, anything. All righty. Oh, yeah, for the ladies, are you single or are you not looking? <laughs> No, I'm currently in a relationship, unfortunately. Okay. Try to bust a lot of bubbles, but, yeah, I'm in a relationship. I'm happy. So. Do you have anything else you would like to tell them? Yeah, just anything you do within your craft, whether it be modeling, music, acting, just keep your faith up. You know what I'm saying? It's not an easy thing. Keep your faith going. Keep working hard, get where you're trying to go. So that's the main thing. And um, always stay consistent in your work because anybody, there's a lot of people out here willing and ready to take your spot. So, you know, stay on your, your grind. Okay, and do you see yourself upgrading? Because, you know, the major producers, they use Apple computers and they use Logic. Do you see yourself upgrading and switching to Apple and Logic? No. I've been told to upgrade to Logic a couple of times, but um, I don't think I want to do it because, I, I mean, I, I really appreciate my um, my reputation just with Footy Loop, but with FL Studio. So, I mean, there's more that I know I probably haven't even tapped since tapped into or even that I haven't even went back to and tried to make better so I know I have a lot of work to do and as far as FL Studio is concerned. However, I will probably go back to um traction and um everybody should go check that program out as well. That is another program that um that um gives you great results if you if you actually buy it out or actually I'm not gonna tell anybody to crack a code, <laughs> but I think um, yeah, <laughs> I think um, a lot of people should go check that out. Between that and FL Studio, I really wouldn't recommend anything else. That I, I think I've tried everything. I think I really tried everything. So yeah, that, okay. that would be my suggestion. Do you do you see yourself getting an MPC then? funny you ask that because at the moment I'm looking at an ST303. Um, I'm not sure how soon I plan on getting it because um, once once I get my um, PC in here, my HP, I plan on hooking it up some way, somehow. I'm not too 
you know, I'm not too savvy with hardware and everything, but I definitely plan on getting an SP, um, a Roland, because I know my sound with an SP would just be crazy. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, and do you use any controllers when you use an FL Studio? No, everybody, you know what's funny about that? Everyone asks me, do I use, like, any any kind of controllers? Um, I don't use, I only use one thing, one thing only, and it's a, um, it's a plug-in, which um, brings out my style, because, like, when you hear um, the Mouse album called The Movie, if you hear any tracks up there, I had came out with the... It's a style where, like, when the sample is playing, then you hear, like, different glitches of that sample just kicking out of nowhere. Um, And that's what pretty much just singles out my style. But, no, I don't use any controllers or anything. But it would be nice, though. I think I'm going to use it with the SP. Thanks for listening to the show from Renato Creative. Oh, yeah, let me give you my info. You can follow me at RenatoCreative.com. Renato Creative. You can get catch me on Facebook at um Facebook dot com slash Renato Creative. Shout out to Sadie J and Dust Spot and definitely want to shout out Human Canvas magazine. They're our partners and you can check them out at Dustspot dot com. Do you have any shout outs? Yeah, shout out to all of Greenville, shout out to everybody from the Tribe Barrel, you know, mainly uh, I'm happy to say Queens, Brooklyn, BX, New Jersey, you know, everybody up there, everybody here in Greenville, everybody, and um, keep doing your thing. Keep your head up, people. Good night.